Welcome to Environmentality, a podcast for current environmental news, lectures, and interviews with the experts. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Let's dive on in. And now, here's your brief update on what's been happening to the planet from around the world. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of your fresh, relevant environmental news. This week, we have one bad story and two good. Gotta balance it out, right? (laughs) All right, let's jump on in. First story comes to us from Mauritius Island, where an oil tanker has crashed and run aground on a coral reef. Mauritius Island is an island off the eastern coast of Madagascar in the Indian Ocean, and it is a very rich ecosystem in terms of biodiversity. The oil tanker crashed into the coral reef, spilling out oil. The ship was holding 4,000 tons of oil, and an estimated 1,500 tons had already spilt out. This is equivalent to about 370,000 gallons. The oil is devastating the reef, affecting wildlife, and starting to run amok on shore. The local fishermen are already facing the immediate impacts of the spill, and the stench is being called unbearable and starting to make them feel ill. The long-term impacts may pose a serious economic impact to their fishing industry. As the ship started to take on water and spill oil, it began to actually crack in half. The lower portion of the ship has now been removed as it sunk to the bottom, and the upper portion that has actually the bulk of the oil has now been able to be pumped out. So any remaining oil that was left in the tanker has now been removed, helping to reduce the total amount of oil that would have been spilled into the ocean. It's still a devastating impact, but it is far better than what it could have been. Local officials have already begun cleanup efforts, but the work is just beginning to provide immediate mitigation for an issue that will remain for several years. Two beluga whales were just released back to the ocean for the first time in nearly 10 years. Two beluga whales, little gray and little white, were at a seaquarium in China for the past 10 years after they had been taken from a Russian whale research center. Little gray and little white traveled 6,000 miles from China to a large ocean pen in Kletsvik Bay off the southern coast of Iceland. This is the first open water sanctuary for belugas worldwide and will be operated by an organization called Sea Life Trust. The open ocean pen is 30 feet deep and 350,000 square feet. This allows for the blues to make deeper dives and to have sufficient space to swim around and to hunt. Over the past year, the belugas have been acclimatizing to the colder ocean in Iceland in smaller pens. And now, as of last week, they have now been released into the full open ocean pen. Sea Life Trust hopes that more belugas will be released in the coming years to join the 12-year-old female marine mammals. There is an estimated 300 belugas in captivity worldwide. Belugas can live up to 60 years in the wild and that life expectancy has been nearly cut in half due to stressful conditions in captivity. Belugas have been under threat from whaling and climate change, although they're not listed as an endangered species. Allowing belugas to re-enter into a more open ocean dynamic will help reduce stress and allow these belugas to live much longer and a happier life. Although it's not the perfect solution of releasing them back into the wild on their own, Many marine scientists have argued that re-releasing these marine mammals back into the open ocean to fend for themselves isn't always conducive. And the whole story about Keiko being released, aka Free Willy, has left very troubling and difficult questions to answer about releasing large marine mammals back into the wild. All this to say, this is a huge step and a big victory for the releasing of intelligent, sentient, magnificent marine mammals. Our last story runs in the same vein in terms of sanctuaries for wildlife. 
Just like the belugas now have an open ocean sanctuary in Iceland, Sumatran rhinos are now getting land dedicated for their conservation in Indonesia. The Sumatran rhinoceros is the smallest of the rhino species, standing at about 4.5 feet tall and weighing close to a ton. It's listed as critically endangered, just one notch above being extinct in the wild, according to the IUCN Red List of Threatened Species. Some reports state that there are only anywhere between 30 to 80 of these Sumatran rhinos left in the wild. The reason why? Well, their habitat has been under constant threat in Southeast Asia with the onslaught of deforestation for palm oil production. These forests are set on fire so that you can clear land for the production of palm oil. And it's causing a massive ecological issue, not just for the ecosystem, but for really endangered species in these areas. Animals like elephants, orangutans, tigers, and of course, rhinos. One of the key needs for the conservation of, in particular, the Sumatran rhino is again a protected area that won't be encroached on due to deforestation and palm oil production. And this is exactly what came to fruition last week when a palm oil producing company, PT Agra Bumi Niaga, or PTABN, set aside 2.6 million hectares in the Lesur ecosystem in Indonesia for these rhinos. The protected forest lands will serve as a sanctuary for these rhinos and is a joint effort between all levels of governments, NGOs, and local universities. The promise and development of this sanctuary came to fruition as a result of major brands restricting the purchasing of their products after a report was found that they had been participating in deforestation. This is a great example of when consumers place pressure on major brands in terms of the types of products that they want to buy, they can then place pressure on their suppliers and on their producers to institute standards that are going to be more ecologically friendly. And so needless to say, continue to vote with your dollars, continue to vote with your choices every day, and make your voice heard in terms of the type of products you want to buy and the type of world you want to live in in the future. And to avoid these products that contain this ecologically harmful ingredient, visit the links in the show notes. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Some good, some bad. So it goes in the world all around us in these crazy times. We'll see you here later this week for more environmental news, lectures, and interviews with the experts. <laughs>